When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The Rich Eisen Show. So what's the latest on love? The Rich Eisen Show. The first two preseason games, for me, uh, enough that I need to see. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I saw the clip that your show account tweeted the other day, and I responded to it with the gift from my favorite Christmas movie, Time Polar Express, with the conductor of Polar Express saying all aboard. Today's guests. From the Fantasy Footballers Podcast, Mike Wright and Jason Moore. ESPN college football and NFL analyst Robert Griffin III. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Hour number one of the show is great. Filled with fantasy football conversation with two of the hosts of the most popular podcast in sports at present. The Fantasy Footballers Podcast with Jason Moore and Mike Wright. We're here on the show. If you missed it. We re-air on the Roku channel at the end of this show. Two more hours still to go. There's our podcast version of our own. Please check it out. Uh, all three hours every single day. Hit the subscribe button on the RSS feed, the Rich Eisen Podcast Network, home to this show all three days. Overreaction Monday, Chris Brockman and I bring in that popular segment to uh, you in podcast form every single Monday during the season. Brockman is out in Kansas City for the day for his fantasy draft. Susie Schuster is in his spot right there. Susie and Amy Trask will be hosting the new podcast on the Rich Eisen Podcast Network called What the Football every single Tuesday. So that's the way we roll here on this show. Mike Del Tufo is in his spot. Good to see you over there, sir. TJ Jefferson in his spot as always. And you, where you are, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the show. We will take your calls. What's more likely coming up uh, in this hour as well? Chris Brockman has left those behind for Susie to administrate here on this program. But we turn to the phone lines right now and welcome in one of my favorites, the great Robert Griffin III from the Worldwide Leader in Sports. How are you, RG3? I'm doing good, Rich, and uh, as always, appreciate you having me on, brother. Anytime. Uh, I love chopping it up with you, talking ball, and, you know, you always uh, shoot it straight. And uh, you popped a tweet out uh, just, uh, I think, a few days ago, um, and, man, um, you didn't uh, tell any lies in your mind for sure, and I want to know what you think here. The 49ers were done with Trey Lance the second they brought in Sam Darnold and made it an open competition for the backup job. I give you the floor on what you meant by that, Robert. Yeah, Rich, I heard that you don't agree with that statement. And <laughs> there's, a reason, <laughs> there's a reason I worded it the way that I did. I don't believe that the 49ers were done with Trey Lance when they brought Sam Donald in. But the second it became or was proclaimed that it was an open competition and that these guys were competing to be the backup, essentially, that's when I felt like it was over. I don't understand how a guy like Trey Lance, who you traded the farm for to go up and get, also he was your starter going into week one last year, and he gets hurt, all of a sudden now turns around in year three, and he's competing to be QB2 with Sam Darnold, who's been on multiple teams now. That doesn't make much sense to me. So what it seems like is that what they saw from Trey Lance, whether it be in practice or in the games, the limited game action that he got, uh, over the past two years, they said, you know what? <laughs> He's either going to figure it out or we got to give up on this guy. And, Rich, you've said it. A lot of people have said it. This normally does not happen when you trade up so much to go get a quarterback and your head coach and your GM are safe. But because they fell into a guy like Brock Purdy, the last pick in the draft, they're able to kind of skirt by even though they made a colossal mistake in trading up so much simply at Trey Lance now that he's their QB3. Well, and that that's why, and I appreciate you, uh, you know, hearing what I had to say, and I did say I would bring it up with you when you came on the show, and that's why I got right to it with you, Robert, is, you know, when they got Darnold, at Brock Purdy's right throwing elbow had just been surgically repaired, so if if Lance wasn't going to be ready to go himself, they needed another option. 
and they brought Darnold in. I thought they brought Darnold in as Purdy insurance to begin with, and he wound up beating out Lance. So I, I just don't know if I, – I took your tweet to mean that you just didn't think Lance had it in him is why I wanted to bring that up. You just didn't think Lance is the, – the minute you bring in a guy with 55 career starts and Darnold into the system, Lance was toast, and the Niners knew it, and they just wanted to see it play out to confirm it. Is that what you're saying? Or am I misreading? No, not it? what I'm. No, 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 not what I'm saying at okay. all. Uh, I, I think this is what I believe. No one in the league will tell you that Sam Darnold doesn't throw a pretty ball. He, I mean, he's got a howitzer on him, right? He can make yeah. every single throw on the football field. But the 55 starts that he's had in the league, no one would also say, "Man, you bring that guy in, and whoever's in front of him, he's toast." They wouldn't say that either. So that's why I worded the tweet the way that I did because I don't believe that. Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers believe in Trey Lance. I don't believe that. So because of that, them bringing in Sam Donald wasn't the problem. It was the fact that they brought in Sam Donald and then they leaked it out to all of their inside NFL insiders and information people that Sam Donald has an opportunity to potentially start for the 49ers if Brock Purdy is not ready to go. That, to me, is where it became a problem, and that happened almost immediately when Sam Donald got there. It was everywhere. Donald's killing it. Donald's doing this. Donald's doing that. And to me, uh, I just feel like with Trey Lance in that situation, he just wasn't really given a true opportunity to go out and prove it. What would you counsel Trey Lance to do right now, Robert? Well, you know, Rich, I listen to your show, and uh, because I like you, and I think you guys do a phenomenal job, by the way. Thank you. But I'm going to echo what some other people have said. Um, that are in the know there in San Francisco. And and Trey Lance needs to stay in San Francisco. Uh, The coach that drafted him, the GM that drafted him, although uh, they don't have pie on their face right now because they found Brock Purdy, uh, they're going to be more loyal to him than any other team will. Uh, Because at the end of the day, if things don't work out with Brock Purdy, they don't work out with Sam Darnold, and somehow, someway, Trey Lance gets an opportunity and he shines in San Fran, it's just going to be even more praise that goes on top of the GM and the head coach because they stuck with him. But they have, I don't want to say an obligation, but they're more willing to give him time to develop uh, than a new organization will be. And I just would hate to see Trey Lance bounce around the league to three, four, five teams and be out of the league in a couple of years uh, because other teams weren't willing to give him enough time to develop. I think the Niners still will do that if everything that they've said to the press is the truth and that they still believe in Trey and they want him to be there. So, and, and it would make sense for them to hold on to him because if any team knows that you need a fourth quarterback, it's them, right? So he would be the third going in, but I understand if he has hard feelings, difficult feelings right now that he, he'd have to get over for the lack of a better phrase. Which team, however, Robert Griffin III, would you counsel to go get Trey Lance? Which one would you say should go get him right now if he's available? Wow. I mean, that's a tough one, you know, Rich, because with a guy like Trey Lance, the bottom line is he needs to play. You outlined it yesterday perfectly about just how he hasn't been able to really catch a break at any point, it feels like, since his last year in college. You know, you talk about him only playing one game because of COVID. Then he comes in, and as a rookie, he's got Jimmy G there. You know, he comes in, he plays decently early uh, when he's playing a couple spot duty type of things, but Jimmy G takes over, he gets hurt, comes back the next year, gets hurt. Uh, I just don't know if teams out there will give him the opportunity to to truly go out there and ride the roller coaster uh, of what it can be like sometimes with a a young quarterback. Um, So it's hard to give a team, you know, to be quite honest with you, Rich. I don't know Uh, a team that that needs a starter right now, uh, but doesn't, that's going to have time to, to wait on a guy like that, that's a tough ask. You know, you just saw Baker Mayfield win the job in Tampa. Uh, would that be a decent spot for Trey Lance to go? Yeah, it would because he's got great weapons around him. Uh, but that's a team that's also trying to win right now. So are they going to give him the, the grace period that he's going to need for seven, eight games to try to figure it out? I don't know. Robert Griffin. There are very many teams in the league that do a great job of, of developing quarterbacks right now. And, you know, he's, he's basically going to become the new Sam Donald when it comes to being a reclamation project. And some coaches will be willing to take that on for sure. Robert Griffin III getting set to be out there on Monday Night Football on ESPN before kickoff every single Monday 
on the worldwide leader in sports right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What would you glean from uh, uh, Ravens versus Washington at all, Robert? What did you get there? <laughs> what did you get out of that? Well, we, we talked about this, Rich, with, uh, with the Ravens uh, on Monday Night Countdown that they are the only ones that, that truly care about the record. You know the, that preseason record. So oh, I, I know Washington sure coach. looked like they cared about it, Robert. They said all week they didn't, and then they, you know, they were grittying in the end zone and they were celebrating at the end. <laughs> I mean, sure looked like they enjoyed breaking that up to me watching that game. Yes, you know, little battle of beltway there going yeah. on between the Ravens yeah. and the Commanders. Uh, Sam Cosby, you know, doing the gritty in the end zone, I thought was funny. Uh, I also heard that you know, or witnessed them play. Uh, their starters well, well into uh, yeah. you know the, the throughout the first half to try to secure that. But at the end of the day, I know a lot of people think that that record doesn't matter. I, for one, haven't been a Baltimore Raven and, and and been coached by Coach Harbaugh. I know that for a fact they absolutely care about the record. Uh, they believe it shows off great coaching, depth of the roster, and all those things. And and what, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So they're always trying to win. But for sure, Rich, I agree with you. After Cosby's comments about taking the record, the Commanders definitely came uh, showing up to that preseason game like it was a real game. Okay, and so two things. Sam Howell looks like he has it. Robert, what do you think? What do you think? Yes, I'm, uh, I am in on slinging Sammy Howell. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm telling you nice. guys, I watched the guy in college at North Carolina. Uh, beautiful deep ball. I think people underestimate his athleticism and his ability to use his legs. He was a great runner in high school. He was a great runner his last year there at North Carolina. And at the end of the day, I know Scary Terry uh, with his toe, turf toe injury might not be available uh, for the first game or earlier in the year, uh, but these guys, they've got so many weapons on the offensive side of the ball uh, that it's going to make it a little bit easier for Sam to kind of go out there and make plays. The one touchdown throw he had, I believe, two weeks ago to Jaha Dotson on like a sail route, uh, it wasn't a perfect ball, but Dobson made a, a, a great catch and then ran it in for a touchdown. It's plays like that, or as I like to call them, Rich, HBO type of plays, help a brother out. <laughs> He's going to have those all over the place uh, with the weapons that they have on offense. And then Eric Bieniemy, I think, is going to be big for him as well. I haven't worked with Mahomes for so many years. Uh, I'm just a believer in Sam Howell's ability. And what he's shown in the preseason gives me no doubt that he can go out there and be QB1 for the Commanders. Well, and with Odell and on the other side of the field with Ravens, Odell, Zay Flowers, there could be some more HBO plays for, I guess, uh, Lamar uh, if if this offense looks anything like we're assuming it to be. What did you glean at all from the preseason, from what you've heard, from who you talked to? What is the Ravens offense going to look like? One of the biggest mysteries going into the season in my yeah, Rick, you're, you're 100% accurate uh, and right about the HBO help a brother out type of play for Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. Or as I like to say it, the Ravens stopped using Splenda. They decided to get that original brown sugar for their offense. <laughs> they, they have been relying on Lamar Jackson to do everything for them uh, for the past four or five years. And now he's going to have an opportunity to have guys like OBJ, to have guys like Zay Flowers, who has been the rave of camp. Uh, you get back with Rashad Bateman healthy. You got Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in the entire NFL, who continues to produce year after year after year. J.K. Dobbins is back. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. I know all of these guys because a lot of them were my teammates when I was there in Baltimore. But I also went to practice last week and was able to watch those guys up close and personal. And what you're going to see from this offense is just a whole lot more control of it at the line of scrimmage from Lamar Jackson. With Greg Roman, he would go to the line with two – Two play calls, can system. Everyone that's in NFL circles knows what that is. But now he's going to have an opportunity to go to the line of scrimmage and basically have the entire playbook at his disposal so he can play the game based off how he sees it. And Todd Munkin uh, has trusted him to do that, something that he hasn't been trusted to do in Baltimore before, but now he is. And talking to Lamar, he's super excited about that because it allows him to play the game a little bit more free, uh, which if you watch him play, he loves to play it free. A few more minutes left with one of my favorites from Monday Night Countdown and ESPN. We've got Robert Griffin III here on the Rich Eisen Show. The rookie quarterback who will have the best season is? Ooh, the rookie that will have the best season, I think it'll be Bryce Young. Um, I think the, the, the support system he has around him with the coaches uh, is phenomenal. 
Um, you know, Josh McCown being his quarterback coach, one of my former teammates, I just think there's not a better guy that he could have got as a quarterback coach uh, to start this thing out. Uh, and then the way they built the roster around him, giving him experience, guys like, you know, Adam Thielen, um, and uh, for, you know, Miles Sanders coming there, running mm-hmm. back, and Bryce's ability, like, you haven't really been able to see it, I feel like, in the preseason because they've it's been a little rocky for them. But once the season gets going and they start game planning for these defenses, I think you're going to see his true special qualities come out. Um, but I think it's just the situation he's in is going to allow him to have the best season uh, because of what, what the team around him looks like right now. What if the Colts somehow solve what's going on with Jonathan Taylor and get him on the field for Anthony Richardson? What do you think? Yeah, I think, Rich, what you're going to see out of Anthony Richardson is is a little bit of what you saw uh, his last year in college, right? He's going to have games. I called his game against Texas A&M last year, and he was on fire. I think he threw for 200, ran for 100, you know, had two throwing touchdowns, a couple rushing, and he hit all the easy plays, made them look easy, and then the spectacular plays, he made them look spectacular. But then you're also going to have some games like he did last year against Missouri when when you know receivers are dropping passes, he's a little off rhythm, and I think that's the roller coaster the Colts are going to be on. But to really answer your question, I have no clue, Rich, why they are trying to trade Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> if I if I am Anthony Richardson, I am saying, what are we doing, people? This guy's been our best offensive player for the for the past uh, well, four, you know, three years, three four years through the quarterback carousels of all the starting quarterbacks. Why not keep this guy here? Because he's going to make my job easier as a quarterback. If I'm Anthony Richardson, he can't say anything, obviously, because he's a rookie. But I'm like sending, you know, you know, making uh, blocked phone calls to Jim Irsay saying, come on, man, don't get rid of this guy. He, he's the bread and butter of our offense. And I think he makes everybody's job easier, not just the quarterback. And again, this is no uh, insider information when I say this, Robert Griffin III. Um, I, I'm just this, – this looks to me – like Chris Ballard and and Jim Irsay saying to Jonathan Taylor, look, man, we love you. You're not happy here. You want to go somewhere else. We will pay you. You know, we'll talk about the contract after the season, but not now. That's just the way we're going to do it. And if you don't like it and you say you want to be traded, well, there's the door. And, you know, and I totally understand that you say, you know, why would they trade him? Don't trade him. The the, the compensation they're asking back for him is kind of indicating to everyone they don't intend to trade him because who is going to trade uh, Christian McCaffrey-type return and pay a guy who um, uh, two weeks before the season and just totally change all of their plans at running back for this year in salary cap for years in advance? I mean, who's going to just do that on the fly? It is possible, but it's, it's, it's not likely, you know? And so that's what I think is at play right now. If I had to guess, that's what's at play right now. Yeah, Rich, and you've been around for a long time, so you understand you know, just how the thought process goes for these executives, uh, and they know they have all the leverage with Jonathan Taylor right now. Because it's so close to the season, everything that you mentioned, it, it plays a part for sure, uh, because everybody else in the league seems to be pretty much set at the running back position. Mm-hmm. We were having conversations off air on Monday Night Countdown and we're like, well, what are the best teams for Jonathan Taylor to go to that really would, you know, um, would warrant that type of Christian McCaffrey return? And it was hard to find one that, you know, man, they just really need a running back, and that'll put them over the over the top. Yes, Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in the league, and he would be an upgrade for a lot of teams. But is he a necessary upgrade? for the amount of draft capital you're going to have to give up. I don't really see that for a team right now. But, yes, he's in a bad spot. He can either, you know, continue to request a trade, and maybe it does happen, maybe it doesn't. But when you look at the Colts as a team, you've got this young quarterback in there. Why would you want to have yeah. this much controversy and this much uh, of a media firestorm around something when you're trying to develop this young quarterback? I don't think that that is a smart business plan, and maybe that's what Jonathan Taylor and his agent are looking at to say, hey, we can either start off this relationship with Anthony Richardson on a positive note or a negative note. It's your call, and I think they're both just trying to call each other's bluff. And obviously the the entire dynamic we just chopped up could change if there's a significant injury at that position for a team that is Super Bowl-ready uh, over the weekend, a la, say, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, not to speak anything into existence like that, but that may be what 
is the last step to see what happens from there on out, which, you know, is a leads me to my final question for you. Anything can obviously change over this weekend in the next 13 days, but I don't know if I'm going to get you back on before the beginning of the season. So I will ask you, you're the first time asking this, your Super Bowl prediction for this upcoming season, Robert Griffin III, what do you have for me right now? <laughs> my Super Bowl prediction. Yes, sir. Um, I know, I know. You're going to be asked this by every producer in your life over the next 13 days, true. and you're going to have to say it, but I figured I'd get you while I got you, you know? No, you're you're 100 right. Um, I would give it a couple contingencies. Obviously, Understood. if the Ravens stay healthy, I believe the Baltimore Ravens will win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I just think with Lamar Jackson with those weapons, if he stays healthy the entire season, uh, he, he now has the Jimmys and the Joes to help him in the playoffs. X's and O's has always got them there, and his obviously unique ability. But now he's got the Jimmys and the Joes that can make some plays when you need them late in the playoffs, like we've seen uh, from all the other, you know, Super Bowl winning teams out there. Uh, if the Chiefs get Chris Jones back and, and that doesn't become something that goes late into the season, I, that's a very popular pick. I think they, they win it and, and they, uh, they build that dynasty. They become a dynasty from that standpoint. Uh, it, it's hard to do this business you know that rich because everyone wants to pick the off the wall pick sure that, that that's going to win so they can come back later and say i told you so i don't play by those rules i just go by what i see i know what the ravens have i know what they can do and the kansas city chiefs have patrick mahomes uh and they've done an amazing job retooling everything around him and that defense will be much better as long as they get chris jones and, and if your nfc team that you believe those teams would beat in vegas is who's your nfc team you got to choose both. Come on, now. Come on now. That's a tough one too, but I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I think, think Jalen Hurts is gonna come into the year even more confident than he was last year. Uh, if he if he was at all not confident, he went out and performed like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So I don't know how the Eagles did it, Rich, but they went into the offseason. They lost more talent than any top team in the league and still found a way to get better. I don't know how they did it. On defense, with Jalen Carter and bringing in Nolan Smith from Georgia, retooling basically Georgia's national championship defense. And I think on offense, they'll be even more in rhythm. Jalen will now have his quarterback coach calling plays for him. Uh, I think they're going to they're gonna be the team in the NFC. You're the man, Robert. I truly love watching you, uh, as you know, go about your career and you're on Monday Night Countdown uh, with a, a whole new cast, you know, Scott Van Pelt and the crew. I look forward to seeing it and um, look for more of my calls and texts. As always, thank you for the time. Hey, appreciate you, Rich. Right back God at bless, you. Brother. Right back at you. Robert Griffin III. I adore my chats with him, his appearances here, and our friendship right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let me tell you, if it is Philadelphia versus uh, the Ravens in the Super Bowl, brought to you by the Acela Amtrak service and Wawa Supermarkets. <laughs> wow. What are you going to hand out free Utz potato chips? Is that what they're going to do? <laughs> we just had a full on discussion about Wawa yesterday. That's uh, yeah. uh, Philly versus Balmer. Right. Okay, let's take a break. 844-204-H number to dial. Chris Brockman has left Susie with a great list of issues for me to decide what's more likely. That's still to come right here in hour number two. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. 
you know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a scoop, folks. You've got to check out right here on the Roku channel, the documentary, the NFL Draft, the pick is in, NFL Films, and the Roku Originals together for a terrific behind-the-scenes glimpse as to what happened at the draft this year. Here's a snippet. This is it. Get the hankies out. Chris Vaughn is a scout for the Cowboys who drafted his son after his son, Deuce Vaughn, dropped in the draft. Check it out. Hello. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. This is Dad. My phone wasn't working. Look at here, man. You want to come to work with me next week? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> I got some- I got somebody who wants to speak to you. We sure do. Yes, I'll tell you what. Steve, get him on here. Listen, I don't know when I've been speaking for everybody that's in here and everybody that's really in the heart of the Dallas Cowboys is standing here with a tear in our eye. We're so happy to have you on the Dallas Cowboys. And I, you, well, what I really want to say you earned every ounce of me being able to make this call. Every ounce. And uh, I'm so excited. There's just something magical about this moment that may be bigger than we even realize here talking to you on the phone. But you is now a Dallas Cowboy. Your daddy just handed the card in. Right here. It's got him on. Congratulations. Congratulations. And here's Coach McCarthy. Here's Coach Mike McCarthy. I just got to tell you, that moment is just the culmination of about a 10-minute long scene leading up to that. And that the card, mm-hmm. there is no card. You know, you call the pick in. Yeah. Jerry wrote down the pick on a napkin to create a memento for Chris Vaughn. So he could have that. That is so beautiful. Oh, that is so cool. I'm telling you, I mean, you've got to watch this documentary. It's just a small it. part of it, and it's on Oof. the Roku channel. I can't wait Back to see here it. on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. We just saw a pretty neat snippet, a uh, clip from the documentary NFL Draft. The pick is in. Um, it's great. Beautifully it's awesome. done. Beautifully done. Yeah, just sort of the snippet of Deuce Vaughn being drafted. Chris Vaughn is the scout. Um, and again, I don't want to give too much away. You've got to see it. But we just saw the moment where the Cowboys drafted him. And his dad was the one who called up his son. You want to come to work with me next week? And you even went, oh, I, no, I'm getting dream, tears. Right? Remember I came in the other day? I'm like, I saw the documentary. Yeah. And I'm like, and I've never had Jerry Jones bring bring me to tears. That was but he did. He was crying, too. Not yet. No, no. I was crying. <laughs> you know, it was it was. That's just an awesome really moment, was man. something. And, you know, to have Jerry say welcome to the Cowboys, like, I think I told you, with that time I got to spend and hang out with him, like, mm-hmm. when I left his suite after the Super Bowl, he shook my hand, he looked me in the eye, and he said, I want to thank you for being a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and it's just like, how could I ever leave at this point? I'm like, that's La Familia, right, Mike? You know what I mean? We're family. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I kissed the ring at that point, Rich. Well, you also see Chris Vaughn go through, like, he does get on the phone with his son as his son's dropping. And you hear the, the, the eavesdropping on the conversation because Chris is mic'd up. And uh, when it was time for them to draft Deuce, he was out of the room when they were having the conversation. Oh, he left? Or... He was talking to his son, okay. and then he was just doing work. He's just, can you imagine? No. Our I kid can't. being up for up for grabs, and he's dropping, and you you have to go to work, and it's your job to actually be in that business. I'm so glad, glad that they did this because I don't think people appreciate the emotionality of the draft. Mm-hmm. And just when you get to know these kids, when you cover them in college football and you get to know their parents and their families, and when you watch them draft, 
drop in the draft. It's it's heartbreaking because you know you, everyone's gathered these events at people's houses, what have you. Yeah, and you'll never forget it. Rogers, I'm sure, still has that little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Tom Brady, after he had won the championships that he had won, and was living the life that he was living. Remember in the Brady Six documentary, he was crying about yeah. remembering how his mother felt while he was dropping in the draft. He had to walk around the block, had to leave the house. No, this Roku doc, I look at totally differently now from a mom's perspective. Yeah. yeah. It's it's heartbreaking. And, you know, you think of all those games that you drove your kids to and how many practices and when you're sitting there drafting them. It's pretty incredible to watch this documentary on Roku and just know the emotionality behind it. Every mom out there, you should watch this doc. It's really sensational. Yeah, and it's right right here uh, on the Roku channel right now, and um, it's debuting tonight. There's some other great moments as well. We talked about it with Ian Rappaport the other day. They're embedded in the draft room with Carolina, Jacksonville, as well as Indianapolis. Um, they're embedded in the draft room of the Dallas Cowboys, obviously. And um, Ian Rappaport, as again, was on the other day. They they followed me around on, with, with a camera as well. And... Um, there's a moment, you know, speaking of family moments, I think you're, you'd be somewhat familiar with, Suze, uh, when I'm hungry. Oh, no. Uh, this, so this is when it became a drama? Yeah, check it out. <laughs> anybody out there in contact with anybody who might have any idea about lunch, if it exists on the planet for us? There you go. That's not, isn't that a wonderful wow. moment? Wow. You must be me. so proud of that. <laughs> There's a reason why you didn't tell me about this Rich. until right now, isn't there? Mance was hangry. What you want? Rich. That's so funny. Oh, my God. I didn't even I was know just you were doing fun. this. I was I just having fun. I didn't even know you were doing this. Usually you would call me to tell me that there's a camera following you around, no. a la Real Housewives of no, no. the on. NFL Draft. Yeah, yeah. Real pick line. Which, by the way, maybe that's a new episode, The Real Housewives of the NFL. That's oh, a good idea. Let's do it. That's a killer of idea. The NFL hosts. That's a killer idea. Moving I'm available on. to host it. <laughs> Rich that is, like, is no, killer. No, All right, let's take some phone we calls and then we'll do what's more likely here on the program. <laughs> uh, Andrew in Minneapolis has been holding on for a long time. He wants to play the win loss game. I guess I, I know which team you want to do it for, Andrew, right? Do I get it right on that front in Minneapolis? You there? Yeah, it's pretty pretty easy to guess. Okay, so you want to do the Minnesota Vikings. The schedule is on the screen. Mike Del Tufo, I appreciate the, uh, the, the, the accompaniment. Uh, Andrew in Minneapolis, let me write this down so we'll know later on whose pick this is. All right, here we go, Andrew. First up, home for the Buccaneers. What do you think your Vikings do? That's a win. All right. Uh, at the Philadelphia Eagles, short week. Remember what happened last year? Sorry to bring that up when you had that game in Philly. What happens this time around? Yeah, that's also going to be a loss. Okay, got it. Home for the Chargers. Home for the Chargers? Yes, sir. That's going to be a sneaky little win for us. Sneaky little win. By the way, is that, that's a great uh, song. Who, who who sang Sneaky Little Win? Is that uh, Atlantis Morissette? Sneaky, <laughs> little, <laughs> sneaky win? little Win? All right. Uh, at Carolina. Uh, okay, very good. At Carolina. I guess we come from different uh, musical interests. At Carolina, two and one, you do what at Carolina? That. That's going to be a win. Three and one going home to Kansas for Kansas City. Yeah, we're in, yeah. All right. That's going to be a loss. All right. Three and two at the Chicago Bears. That's going to be a win. Four and two home for the 49ers on a Monday night. Yikes. Uh, At home, I'm going to say a win. All right. Hey, Kirk Cousins under the light win right there. One, two, five, and two at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, That's a win. Six and two at the Falcons. That's a win. Seven and two home for the Saints. That's a win. Eight and two at the Broncos. I think that might be a sneaky loss. All right. Eight and three home for the Bears on a Monday night. That's a win. Nine and three coming out of the bye at the Raiders. Uh, I'll call it a win. Ten and three at the Bengals. At Bengals, no, yeah, that's a lot. Ten and four home for the Lions. Home for the Lions, that's a win. Eleven and four home for the Packers. 
on a Sunday night on New Year's Eve. The ball drops or not? What do you got? Oh, it's dropping real hard for us. That's a win. That's a win. Oh, my goodness. And then at the Detroit Lions. We're going to end the year on a sour note, and uh, that's going to be a lot. 12 and 5, Minnesota Vikings, according to Andrew. But also, our starters aren't going to be playing that game. Okay, okay, understood. Yeah, 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 yeah. what do you have to play that for? I totally get it. All right, thank you for the call, Andrew in Minneapolis. 12 and 5 for the Vikings. TJ, I give you the floor. (laughs) I just find it amazing that for all the crap that the Cowboys fans get, Susie, (laughs) I gave the Cowboys less wins than any caller who has called in and played this game. Like, yeah. we've got Jake Tapper saying the Eagles are 16, 16 and 1. I was the only one who was realistic. Quincy I, Isaiah has the, the Lions 13 and 4. 13 and 4. I, it's Cowboys 11 and 6. I want to redo it over. TJ, you nobody, were dead on with it. No, I, 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 I want to redo it. Nobody you're, beats Nick and Corona's 15 and 2 prediction for his Denver Broncos. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> the That's Broncos. Crazy. Really? I mean, Corbin in Texas had the Ravens going 13 and 4. Bruce Arians has a, uh, has a response to that. What are you smoking, bro? Give me something. Thank you very much. TJ on. had the Cowboys going 11 and 6. Yeah, I would have changed my mind. Terzo and Iowa had the 49ers going 12 and 5. Mike That's in North Carolina had the Giants going 11 and 6, and so did our, our friend Al. Oh, okay. So the, so the NFC East, at least, we're realistic. Yeah, yeah, except yeah, for Jake. Jake. Well, I don't know. 16 and 1 for the Eagles, right? I mean, what, it could happen. What do we do? All right, let's take a break. When we come back, what's more likely right here on the Rich Eisen Show? Susie's got it. And then Mark Cabali of The Athletic to talk about the Steelers, who have just had a stellar preseason. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Uh, let's take one more and then get ready for what's more likely, okay? Let's take one more call. Uh, Justin in Maryland, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Justin? Hey, guys. How are you today? I am fine. Hey. Uh, I am told you would like to play the win-loss game as well. Uh, your team oh, of choice is? The Jaguars. Actually. Oh, we have not had one uh, win-loss yes. for the Jaguars. Okay. Duval County representing. Okay, Duval. Let's see Duval. if Justin gets lost in the madness as well right here. Uh, uh, do we have do we have music for Justin? He's up already. Let me uh, guess, Rich. 13 and 4. No, 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 stop. Don't, don't put wins in his mouth. First up, at the Indianapolis Colts. I saw yesterday. That's a W. Okay. Uh, home for the Chiefs. That's a no. That's a loss. Okay. Uh, home for the Texans. W. A W. Two and one uh, in Wembley against the Falcons. That's a W. That's our home turf. Okay. And then we're going cross town. We're taking the tube to Tottenham and playing the Bills in week five. That's, that's a W. That's four and one. Home for the Colts back in America. That's a W. Oh, my gosh. Five and one at the Saints on a Thursday night short week. That's a loss. Five and two at the Steelers. That's also a loss. Five and three coming off a bye home for the Niners. W. <laughs> I like the way he, he said was, it, too. That's conviction. Like, I'm crazy for even thinking it would be anything else. Like, what's wrong with you? Oh, my gosh. Six and three home for the Titans. W. Seven and three at the Texans. W. Eight and three home for the Bengals on a Monday night. That is a loss. Nine and four at the Browns. Uh, pardon me, I, I gave you a win, right? Eight and four at the Browns. No, you were right. No, you were right. You were right. Okay. Well, now you're nine and four coming out of the Browns, I guess. Uh, home for the Ravens. 
That is also a W. They always do me right. Okay. Uh, ten and four at the Buccaneers. Win, win, oh. win. Eleven and four. Eleven and four at the uh, at home for the Panthers. That's a W, sir. Twelve and four at the Titans. I, I think you can guess that's a W, sir. Thirteen and four, Jacksonville Jaguars. What did I tell season. you? <laughs> Justin in Maryland, you gave TJ the prophecy. There you go. Okay, there you go. 13 and 4. I mean, at this rate, the Cowboys are going to finish in last yeah, place, exactly. apparently. TJ, you might not even, you know, you might not even finish the uh, season. Does Justin in, in, uh, I guess we're drafting Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. next year because we're going to have the first three picks. Justin in Maryland may have shorted the Jaguars, too. Does he not remember Blake Bortles going in and blowing the doors off the Steelers in a playoff game? Uh, he might not. All right. 13 and 4 all time. I mean, he did pick them to beat the Titans, though, right? At the end. Okay, let's get to it. It is our <laughs> usual Friday fair. Uh, sitting in for Chris Brockman, Susie Schuster here with What's More Likely. Hit it, please. What? What's more likely? Never say never, but never. All right, Susie, go for it. On this everybody's making the playoffs version of <laughs> yes. What's More Likely. Thank you. <laughs> All right, who's more likely to be traded before week one, Jonathan Taylor or Trey Lance, Rich? Oh, my gosh. What is more likely? What's more likely is it's Lance. Uh, you don't have to pay Lance a, rec- a you know, position, possibly breaking contract. You don't, you don't have to set a market. You know, you just, you're just flipping a late-day draft choice, one would think, or... Uh, a collection of draft choices that that aren't in the top three rounds, maybe for Trey Lance. So just that alone, you don't have to get cut up a new contract, and you don't have to pay a a, a lot in draft choices. That alone is what's counting against Taylor. So I'll say Trey Lance, but I'm gonna say neither. I'm going to say both start the season uh, where they are respectively. Yeah, and it sounds like everybody that you've had on says that it's better for Trey Lance to stay put anyway. That's right. And I appreciate you saying I've had them on. Personally, I think we've had them on. Wow. Thanks, honey. Thanks for sharing the spotlight. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Do appreciate that. All right. What's more likely, Rich? Patriots and Titans. We're talking about who's more likely to play the spoiler in their division. This guy. Titans. Come on. I think the Pats, right? I mean. What a mass hole thumb on the Let's scale question go. right there. Come on. Play sport. Let's go. I'll say the Titans, and I would say that directly to Brockman's face. Come on, man. The boss played in uh, Foxborough last night, by the way. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that he's First held. to three sets. There you go. He did it for my brother for his birthday. Okay. It was nice. Did your brother go to the boss yeah. on his birthday? Yeah. Complained about the set list. Okay. <laughs> well, that sounds a lot like your brother. Yep. All due respect. Uh, I'll say the Titans, though, because they, there's one team to play spoiler to. And if you beat them both times, potentially, because Derrick Henry's running down the Jaguars' throats, as he's always done, with the exception of last year. Um, so the other way around, you got to play spoiler on three teams that have better rosters than yours, with all due respect. So I'll say the Titans, but I like Chris's little wink and a nod from Kansas City in abstention. And also, Rich, that's why I asked about the Titans and Jaguars with their last caller. It seems he's forgotten. Derrick Henry usually has a 99-yard touchdown every time he plays them. Understood. Also, we all know what happens when Rich says, with all due respect, right? We all know I, guess I can be disrespectful. disrespectful. (laughs) I can be as disrespectful as I'd like. What's next? What else? All right, Bills and Bears, which quarterback's more likely to rush for more touchdowns this season, Rich, Josh Allen or Justin Fields? I'll say Justin Fields because I think Josh Allen's got himself some uh, running backs who can pop that thing in there from five yards out. Singletary and Moss out and Damian Harris and Latavius Murray in, and I think he's going to have Dalton Kincaid help him. I'm just going to be consistent. I've been saying this for weeks. Uh, I think he's got more red zone options than just him plowing in there. And I'll just say Justin Fields is going to have to score more. Um, so, yeah, that's the way I'll go. And I, 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 I read somewhere that uh, there's some talk in Chicago that uh, Foreman might be a surprise cut on Tuesday because of Rashawn Johnson being uh, the rookie fourth rounder that they chose at the running back spot. Really? Having a, a nice preseason. But we'll see how that goes. I'll, I'll say Justin Fields. 
What else, Suze? All right, who's more likely to catch more touchdowns this year, Travis Kelsey or any two Browns <laughs> receivers? <laughs> That's a good That's one. That's really good. Um, I'm going to go Kelsey. I'm going to go Travis Kelsey. You know? So, with know, all due man. respect to my fellow Wolverine, Peoples Jones, you know, and Donovan and Amari Cooper, that's a good one. That's funny. I think Watson's going to have a season, so. You do? I do. You do? I've got some insider info from the Browns. Oh, as my you know. God. Your boy, your boy Nate Segura is yeah. talking him up. He's hyping him up a little bit to me. Uh, and by the way. If I had Nathan do the win-loss game, can we have him call in on next week to do the win-loss game on can behalf he, of the can Browns? Can he do that? Thir- will he go 13-4? and four? I, will he, go, will he, he just will he get caught up? Will he get caught up in it? No, he's an employee. He probably should have him going 17-0, and 0, oh, to be honest with you. But I'll find out. All right. Suze, what's next over there? What's more likely, guys? Which team is more likely to win their division, the Seahawks or the Packers? And I would... I'm going to guess mm-hmm. Packers for you because yeah. you love Jordan Love. Well, I just think that they're, again, you 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 have to say that they have an easier path than the 49ers in front. I like the Lions, though, a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say the Packers for the moment and and – Talk a little bit more about the Seahawks in the third hour of the program. I, I, I made a mental note to make a mental note. Okay. So I'm going to mentally note <laughs> that I want to remove the pin in this in the third hour. Um, and I'll say just again, just uh, that the fact that the Niners are there, and I know that I just said earlier I'm taking the Titans because they just have to get past one team in order to succeed um, in Jacksonville, and that I'm saying the same. It's just that the, the 49ers are pretty damn stout. Um, so I'll just say that the Packers have a uh, are more likely to win their division than Seattle. All right, Chris left me with some uh, with a parenthetical here. Okay, skewing positive. Is that, so know that that's an advantage. <laughs> this is his intent. Right, okay. skewing positive. He's giving you direction. I, I like that. Um, which quarterback is more likely to throw less interceptions this season, Jimmy G or Dak? I'll go Dak. I think he's going to fix it. And, I just, and, and Jimmy G just, he just throws it in between the numbers, just like he's just throwing to one guy. And there's not a bunch of defenders around his one guy. He does that frequently. I'll go Dak have fewer interceptions this year. That's what I'm going to do. I hope you're right. Because Dak. I believe in Dak. I still have the cape on for Dak. And I'll let you know when I take it off. Well, you won't. You're telling me that he's not going to cause me to. Like I said, so maybe I won't say a word about it this year, but I'm still caping for Dak right now. Six of the 15 picks last year went off receivers' hands. There you go. You eliminate that. That's nine. We're not even having this discussion. Oh yeah, they'll catch everything thrown his way. There won't be a single tip ball based on uh, what we saw last year. Nah, we're going to understand. Just see, even with just even cut that by half. Right, Brandon right. Cooks is and in the house. And as Mike Hoskins pointed out. Chris mm-hmm. rarely skews positive, so we should maybe make a mental note to make a mental note Thank about that. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> He's never positive. <laughs> All right, Rams and Broncos. Does, which by quarterback? the way, does this, has this come with the – are there any more parentheses, or were parentheses free, uh, free for the rest of uh, what's I don't more think likely? he's giving me any more direction on okay, this sounds one, good. but there's okay. always time. Text, you know, emails. Understood. Uh, which quarterback are you more likely to have more faith in to return to potential Hall of Fame for Matthew Stafford or Russell Wilson? Stafford. Match? I said it. Oh, man, Rich. You and you with, hit the table. You said it with yeah. your chest, too. That's emphatic. That yeah. was emphatic. With Good your job, chest. You said it together. Rich Eisen with I your think, chest. I think Stafford has uh, good weaponry. How about that? I think Cup. I like Van Jefferson. I'm, I'm zigging. I'm zigging. I'm zigging. <laughs> I am zigging. I'm zigging. Everyone's zagging. Come on. I think it's going to take a little bit more time for Russ. I yeah. do think Russ eventually returns to better form. Yeah. But Hall of Fame form, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 can't, I can't wait to see what this looks like. I hope I'm wrong. Last year I said I need to see it to believe it. I'm going to go there again. Hopefully Jerry Judy comes back before October. Right. Based on what you heard yesterday. I'm being carted off with a hamstring injury. Oh, my gosh. And, well, you know, Stafford has his number one guy back. I know. From his hamstring. So You got one more over there, Suze? You got one more? Yeah, hold on. Okay. Mike's going to team me up on this. Ready? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Go for and it. And so I, I need I need drama. 
Okay. I need melodrama. Mm-hmm. Maybe something dark, Mikey. Give me something. Go, go from uh, happy NFL films music to something melodramatic. What, what, what a, a minute before the heart out in the radio hour, What's asking more Mike to do to be something. The bigger is it? New I mean, York disappointment in 2023, Rich. All right. All right. Or the Giants, Rich. Giants, seriously. Rock Giants. Me negative, baby. Giants. Giants. <laughs> skewing. Is he skewing again? Are we skewing? Without the I may have gotten a little whisper in my ear to go negative. Get out of here. You know. Get out of here. Mikey. What's more yeah, likely? And, and by the way, time. by the way. You ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Coach Sala. Factual. Yes. By the way, yes. It is more likely, and that's not just waving a, a pom-pom or cheerily. It's more likely that the Giants will be disappointing based on last year than the expectations for the Jets this year. The sweat is coming. I it see. is not. Yeah, it's no, no, there's no sweat. Nervous. I'm sweat-free. That sends what's more likely. Great job, Suze. Skewing, Thank you. I'm, I'm skewing positive. Thank Great you. job, Suze. Thank you. Suze, you got to give me a little prep for that. I mean, see, I see. Maybe you, I had you ready. Oh, my gosh. Suze, you expect a DJ. I flop sweated a little. <laughs> Mark Cabali of The Athletic Talking Steelers, Hour 3. <laughs> She's accusing me of sweating, and she's turning to Mike Del Tufo I mean, and asking for specific for that tone of music with the time I counting down. I something depressing. So you're, you're saying I'm sweating. For that, for that, the horrible yeah, comment the I whole, said like, earlier. Oh, I really miss Brockman. Give me some music, Susie, Mike. I will, Susie, I, I will take you next to some music, Mike. Dark and depressing <laughs> to say. We play NFL Films music for that. Yeah, you can't. Like, there's, you can't no, there's no dark yeah, and depressing. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm not oh, DJ no, no, Michael no, no. D. There, no, there's NFL Films dark and depressing music. There is? Oh, yeah. I used to have to comb through it in Bristol to find something dark and depressing when you're writing a script about an injury. Oh, I thought you were just looking out the window for dark and depressing. Where? In Bristol, Connecticut. Oh, it was so dark and depressing. Oh God! Oh my God! Look out! I'm already. I'm already. Oh. Counted the minutes so you I guys. could get in the car. You guys. <laughs> Bristol in the rearview mirror. Oh, careful! Well, that's how Keith once got suspended, right? He talked to me. He they don't want me. I don't worry talked, about poor, it. He talked poorly about Bristol on Kilbourne Show. He did. Was Ko got suspended for that? Can you believe that? I drove past Bristol once. And you kept going. Hey, I will say Life this, though. Suze, you, yeah. you and I met in Bristol. We did. Yeah, Our three this. children may not exist if we hadn't yeah, met in Bristol. That's true. Think about it. That's true. Yeah. We, we, we met. Oh, I got stories. No, you ah, don't. Ah, <laughs> we're out of time. Susie. We're out of time. As a matter of fact, we're going to cancel the third hour of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we are so out of time on that subject matter. I love it. Rich doesn't want stories. No, we're not canceling it. Rich doesn't want stories. Mark Cabali of The Athletic when we come back. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) right.